Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You served your country. Now your military career is over and it's time to find a new path. But how do you find that path? Where can you go to get help? How have other veterans found professional success and happiness? Those are questions all veterans have. I know I did. I'm Jake Hughes, U.S. Army veteran. I'm Eric Dane, U.S. Navy veteran, and this is ConnectingVets.com's Deployment to Employment. A program dedicated to shining a spotlight on career resources for and success stories of the veteran community. Have you ever had a million-dollar idea? I mean an idea so good you knew that if you just had more knowledge about the business side of things, you'd make a killing off of it. Army vet Dan Alaric had an idea like that, and he's done pretty well with it. In fact, he's at the level now where he has television ads like this one. This flag isn't backwards. It's assaulting forward. Airing on national broadcasts. Dan created both the clothing company Grunt Style and the subscription box service Outpost Alpha companies that draw on his own military service, as well as that of his many veteran employees. They don't shy away from their military background. They embrace it. In fact, Gruntstyle even has a company first sergeant named Tim J. Here he is explaining a bit about Gruntstyle's ethos and products in a promo video. We create the most freedom-loving shirts in America. If you're a war not product before, you understand what sweet liberty feels like. If you haven't, you will push until you die! If you don't like the feeling of respect, let's say hello to Al-Qaeda for us. Our ethos is simple. Pride in self and our military in a country. We also do custom shirts, too. So national ads and, based on the tone of videos like that one, a great working environment. That's where a million-dollar idea can end up, right? Here's the thing. Plenty of million-dollar ideas go nowhere. So how did Grunt Style and Alpha Outpost succeed? What should veteran entrepreneurs or vetrepreneurs know as they head off to chase their dream of creating their own business? I can't think of anybody better to ask than Grunt Style and Alpha Outpost founder and CEO Dan Alaric himself, who joins us now. Dan, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So you are someone who has founded these organizations, these companies that have grown to be very successful. But prior to that, I mean, if someone searches you online, they're going to find pictures of you. It looks like there's a drill sergeant cover on in one of them. So tell us just a little bit about your military background. Sure. So I enlisted in 2000 uh, and I didn't want to go to college and get a job and do the normal thing. I wanted to do something that was bigger than me. So um Went to the Army, and then uh, 9-11 happened. I had deployed a couple times. Uh, both were to the Balkans for a few years, and then uh, got back, and then I was a personal trainer for a bit, and then I became a drill sergeant, and I trained uh, about uh, nearly 2,000 infantrymen down at Fort Benning, Georgia. Wow. And then what year did you finish up your military career? What year did you get out? Well, it's a whole collection of reserve time, it's some guard and some deployments and activation. So it's about 15 years total. Actually, I uh, officially got out uh, last year, so about 16 years, I guess, um, from the Illinois National Guard. Okay. Now, when it comes from 
getting out from active duty, getting out from the National Guard, the various different uh, uh, iterations that one can go through. How was the transition from the military life to the civilian life for you? I mean, how did that go overall? Well, that's actually what inspired me to start Grunt Style. I was, uh, uh, was a drill sergeant down at Fort Benning, Georgia, and um, had a brand new wife and baby. Haven't seen them in you know a couple of years. And my wife said, hey, you need to start thinking about getting out. And um, I had the option to stay down there. And she's like, why don't you think about coming home instead? I'm like, okay, great. And I, didn't, and I was trying to think to myself, well, what do I do when I get home? What does an infantry drill sergeant do on the civilian side? Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd end up being, you know, Blart Mall Cop, I guess, or, you know, I couldn't really put a finger on it. And then I, the other part of me was going to miss that whole culture of pride and patriotism that we celebrate all the time in the military. And so that's where I put two and two together. I'm like, you know what, if I don't want to miss the culture, what, what better way to keep it than share it with others. So made a few t-shirts and started trying to spread the, uh, that idea of culture and pride and patriotism with others. Right. So really the transition from the military life to the civilian life or uh, even partially when you were uh, in, you know, doing the National Guard thing and everything, um, it, did it go? I mean, it's, it's typically not seamless for people. So I'm sure you hit some roadblocks along the way. What are some of the things that stick out to you from that transition from the military to the civilian life? Well, you know, something that you don't know is, uh, you know, I went straight into business. I mean, I wasn't a business person at all. In fact, you know, I joined the military because I didn't, I specifically didn't want to do any type of business. Um, so when I got out, um, I didn't know how, what a P and L statement was margins, marketing or any of that. It was all foreign to me. Literally I Googled what is business <laughs> when I, I started uh, grunt style. Um, in the next, you know, two, three years, I would work multiple jobs trying to, with the family and I'd sleep in my car while selling shirts out of the back of it during the day. Wow. And what recommendation would you have for people who get out who may have an idea like something like you had? They want to be an entrepreneur because not everybody, like you said, if you were a drill instructor or if you're a Marine Corps infantry or if you're a, a Navy deck seaman or if you're a whatever the equivalent is in the Air Force, I guess, you know, like a, someone working <laughs> on a specific type of plane in the Air Force, that doesn't always translate to the civilian world. So if people do have an idea as someone who's been extremely successful and we're speaking today. Dan, who is the CEO of Grunt Style, uh, what recommendation would you have? What advice would you give to people who are, are facing that transition in their life and may have that seed for an idea? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, something that the uh, military doesn't teach you how to do ever is sell. Um, and it's a very, very foreign concept because you don't have to sell anything in the military. Um, it, you know, maybe you, you have to sell yourself to a board when you're trying to go out for a promotion yeah. or something like that, but that's it. Um, so the, the biggest thing you have to do is if you have a product or an idea, you have to try to sell it as fast as you can because you need to know if people are willing to pay for it. You know, and that you have to find out is if, if your idea is vi- even viable. You may have a cool idea, uh, but you have no idea if it's so super niche and nobody really wants to pay for it. Yeah. Um, you know, you can ask your friends and your aunts, and of course they're all going to support you and say yes. But until strangers p- open up their wallet to give you money for it, you just don't know. The faster you can get from a uh, concept to selling it to strangers, the better off you're going to be. And that is something interesting that you bring up that you really don't work in sales in the military. You know, when you are, uh, uh, a junior military member, you may be trying to uh, sell your seniors on maybe letting you go a little bit early or something like that, but it, it's not a part of the job. You have a job. You're told what it is. It's easy to go out there and do it. So for you, going from the the almost rigid 
formation that the military has on how we do things or how we did things when you're speaking of of people like us who served at one time. Was there ever any issue for you with uh, not having that same structure that you had in the military? Um, yes, it's always an issue. But I mean, uh, remember, my, my last job in the military before I started ground style was being a uh, drill sergeant. My job was to instill discipline. And it was, you know, the art of getting things done, basically. So I used, you know, that little knowledge that I have of discipline, long hours, ex- you know, et cetera, right. of just getting things done. Um, and you don't have to be an experienced business person to get started at all. I mean, I had no experience whatsoever. Um, it, but disciplining yourself to just go forward and try everything, learn what works, learn what doesn't, repeat what works, you know, and stop what doesn't. Is if you can keep that brute force um, and just a little bit of being aware of where you are, will get a lot done very quickly. That discipline is what's going to make you successful. Right. Were there ever moments in the early days of, of grunt style, you know, when you were selling t-shirts out of the back of your car, were there any days where you, you questioned what you were doing or thought about stopping? Oh, all the time. I mean, uh, you know, I never wanted to stop, but you know, your bank account will kind of make you sometimes. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I, re- I recall this one specific situation it were, we're about uh, two and a half, three years in and it, believe me, two and a half and three years of not paying yourself really. And, uh, just not being able to make it work is unbelievably frustrating. And I was probably more dumb than anything to just keep going at it. But uh, (laughs) my wife told me, she's like, Hey, this is not working. We need to shut it down. This is probably the 12th time we've had this conversation. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, um, we have our first trade show coming up in Las Vegas. Let's see if we can make this work. Um, and I'm like, if we can make $6,000 at the show, um, then that's a sign from the heavens that we should stay, stay open. Cause that's just enough money to pay the bills that we need to pay. And she's like, okay, we agreed. So we took this very inexpensive. It was probably like $79 plane ticket sitting in the back plane with the chicken crates to uh, go to Las Vegas. Um, we take the free shuttle to the hotel and then we walk about a mile, mile and a half to the next grocery store and we buy a loaf of bread and a jar of peanut butter. And that's all we could afford to eat for the next two and a half days. Um, she did have one group on ticket for $10. So we got to eat one meal, which was nice. And we just worked the entire show. So, you know, she's a shy girl, but she put on a tight t-shirt and went around and talked to everyone in the, um, hotel and said, Hey, come by our booth. And I would try to sell them. Um, and the, the goal was $6,000. If we don't make 6,000, we shut the doors forever. So we get back on the plane. She passes out next to me because she's exhausted. And I'm tallying up all the receipts and we made a depressing $6,300. It was just so sad to be in business still. That's what it felt like. And I was like, man, this is so difficult. Why, why, why is business so hard? And so I'm like, all right, there's people out there who are doing it much better than me. Um, let me, so I pulled out a yellow legal pad, drew a line down the center of the page. And on one side, I wrote down everyone who was doing something in business that was better than me. And then on the other side, I wrote down what they were doing that I wasn't right. like, okay, there's a lot of winners out there. Let me find out what the winners are doing that I'm not. And I'll see if I can do it. So I looked at social media. These guys are posting, um, you know, four or five times a day. I'm posting twice a week. Okay. They're good at social media. I can do that. That's free. Easy to do. They're posting. Fu- These guys are posting funny things. They're getting a lot of engagement. I can do that. That's free. That's engaging. Um, these guys are launching a new product, you know, two or three times a week. I can't afford that, but I can do it at least once or twice a month. Okay. So we did that. So it's just little things here and there um, following the winners, uh, being aware of what they're doing that I'm not. Um, helped turn the corner. And ever since that moment, our sales started doubling month over month over month. Now, again, that month, 
you know, the trade show with our online sales, we only did about $8,000. But by December, that same year, we did $64,000 in, in one month. Wow. So, you know, which was a lot of money to us at the time. I mean, yeah. So it was a night and day difference. And it was just being able to identify if uh, someone's better than you, do what they're doing. So like, you know, in the military, you have fitness. If someone's better at push-ups than, than you are by a lot, guess what you need to learn? Uh, you need to learn how to do push-ups from them. So it's don't, tr- don't walk into the situation thinking that you're smarter than everyone. That's a really dumb decision. So follow the winners. Right. I mean, I think all of us should realize that uh, we're probably not as smart as we think we are. And if you start from that baseline, you've got a bit to work with. Now, Dan, you were telling us about selling T-shirts out of your car. I came home from the gym yesterday at my new place here in Maryland. I walk up in, I turn on the TV, and I see a commercial for Grunt Style on my TV. So from that point of selling things in the trunk, I'm going to guess you're doing a little bit better these days with Grunt Style since I saw that TV on network television here in Maryland uh, just <laughs> last night, the night before I, uh, I knew I was going to be interviewing you and said, wow, that's that's pretty interesting and just shows that you know it, the company is doing well for itself. And it's, as I understand it now, a fairly large employer. Now, do you also seek to employ veterans? Because we do know some people have great ideas for a product, but some people are just great workers who are great to have on the team. Have you guys made an effort to uh, to hire veterans at Grunt Style? Absolutely. So it, it, hiring veterans is very, very important to us. Now, at the end of the day, the team's only successful if you hire the best people for the team. But we actively try to interview um, as many veterans as possible. In fact, we guarantee every veteran with a good DD-214 or discharge paperwork uh, an interview, regardless if they're qualified for anything else or not. And, you know, maybe you, you interviewed and you're a vet and you're not qualified for the position you came in, you know, Hey, you know, you just, you're, you're a, a specialist in the infantry and you're applying for, you know, a finance position. You probably wouldn't get it. You still get interviewed and don't say, you know what, Let, I can help you with the direction of your education. But right. while you're doing that, why don't you grab a slot over here? We'll yeah. get you in the door. And most of our guys here uh, are promoted from within. Our uh, marketing director, um, he was serving, uh, he was a specialist in the infantry, and he was serving food out of a truck when he interviewed with us. Now he's in charge of, I don't know, 40 guys. Say, you know, that story is repeated over and over and over again. Um, guys just were a meritocracy. They will bust their butt to get things done, and they prove themselves, and then they get promoted. Right. Now, how does it feel to you to be able to have a, a company where you're able to uh, to employ your fellow veterans? And is that something that, you know, as a CEO of a company that's that's gotten quite big and is gaining, as I said, I just saw the commercial last night, more and more traction, more and more visibility. Is it something that as a CEO, uh, you're trying to promote veterans as uh, prospective employees to other organizations that you come into contact with? Well, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I'd love to hire every veteran that we encounter, um, but, you know, it's, we only have so many resources. We're about 230 uh, employees right now or so, uh, a little over half of them are vets. Um, but, uh, you know, every organization, take a serious look at veterans. They have a lot of other benefits that you're not going to normally look for, um, uh, qualif- you know, other qualifications that you n- normally don't see on resumes. And it's hard for vets to translate that to, uh, to a resume or communicate that well in an interview. Veterans don't interview well historically because they don't have to. 
Um, you know, and, and when they do, it's usually for a promotion within the military and they're telling you, oh, I can put up an OE254 antenna in five minutes. Right. Nobody knows what that is. Or, hey, I was the uh, S3 NCOIC, uh, you know, for Task Force Eagle or whatever. <laughs> nobody knows what that is and nobody understands that, hey, you're actually in charge of millions of dollars of operation. And during your 12 hour shift every day, you were responsible for the entire operation of the task force, even though you were just, a, you know, maybe a junior NCO. Uh, uh, or, or, you know, all these other intricacies, uh, we try to identify those as benefits. And because the veterans that come in, they have a lot of assets that are normally not recognized in a normal interview. Right. And, and you're absolutely right when you talk about the fact that you often don't need to sell yourself when you're in the military. So when it comes to resources that you found valuable, I know you said you Googled, you know, what is business and all these other things when you were first getting started. But now that you've got that experience, what are some of the resources that you recommend to the people who, you know, the term vetrepreneur, the people who out there have that idea or the people who are just looking for jobs? I mean, what are some of the places they should start looking to help them figure out exactly how they should go about it. Well, if you're a uh, if you're a veteran and you just want a job and you're pretty outgoing, um, I would go to some form of sales. Sales you can make the most money with the lowest amount of experience, but sell something you actually appreciate, something you like. Um, a lot of veterans actually make really good salesmen. And the reason why is because they can quantify results or they can quantify a mission. You will be successful if you sell. Of ten thousand units by the end of the month. You know that's a that's a that's a normal statement to a veteran. Oh, okay. You want me to accomplish this by eighteen hundred hours? No problem. Right. And I will take care of the rest. Tell me what you need and when you need it. I will fill in the blanks. I'll just make sure it gets done. That's a very common thing for a veteran to see. Um, and sales, you can nine or was it nine out of ten six figure salaries or greater or, or income or greater is in some form of sales. Go to sales. If you don't know what you're doing, find a product or a culture that you like and try to work sales. Now for entrepreneurs, you have to get some sort of education quick. Um, formal education is definitely going to help. Um, the, the quickest way to get some sort of knowledge or experience is reading or pick up an audio book. Um, all that sleeping in my car, driving around. I, I was an, uh, an audio book, uh, a junkie, you know, four, right. five, six, seven books a month, just listening to them. You know, each book is about 12, maybe 14 hours. There's a ton of great content out there. There's a lot of bad books too, but you don't know until you pick it up. Just keep going through them. Learn from other people's experience. You know, it's been said before, a uh, smart person uh, will learn from his own mistakes, but a wise person will learn from others. Pick up a book, learn from other people's mistakes. Absolutely great advice there. And this advice coming from the CEO of Grunt Style. Now, how does it feel as the CEO of this company? Again, you told us you started, you were selling t-shirts out of your car, sleeping in the car, going through the things that, uh, you know, startup businesses, uh, a one man show or a family show can often go through to get to the point now where I just mentioned the Grunt Style commercial that I saw. It's got the, uh, the gentleman, uh, who is, I believe an amputee running along and it's uh, a description of, uh, the flag moving into battle. How does it feel to get to the point where your company has that level of success? You know what makes it great? It feels great, but it's not because I can look back and say, look what I did. I look at everyone around me that's helping us build this together. And I said, look what we're doing together. We're making an impact. And that's something that I absolutely love the military is you don't uh, win. You don't, you are not the cause of victory. It's your team. It's everything is done as a unit and you're a grunt style and alpha outpost. We're a unit, we're a team and we do it together. And it's 
everyone's contributing. There's not one person say, hey, I'm the smartest guy here. Everyone needs to listen to me. I can't run our, uh, our company successfully like that. I can't. Nobody's going to wait until I speak the magic words and then everyone execute and hops, you know, like Hollywood envisions, probably the military, right? Where all the good ideas come from the brilliant commander who yeah. has some, you know, fa- uh, fantastic dream. And then he issues some crazy order and it, by miracle and blind luck, it works. It doesn't work like that. Just like the military doesn't work like that. It's discipline and it's teamwork. Yeah. And when it comes to brilliant commanders, I think I came across maybe a dozen of those in the 13 years that I served. I mean, it's it's not exactly something that you run into uh, on a daily basis in the military. That's for sure. Everybody, you know, has their <laughs> abilities and uh, works to the best of their abilities, you hope. Now, when it comes to your <laughs> abilities, you have been able to create uh, this from the ground up, this extremely successful com- uh, company. Is there is there any uh, way that people like uh, you know j- just just thinking about this out loud? Basically, uh, as far as mentoring other people, is that something that you do or that you know of other veterans who have been successful within their companies? Is that something that you've you've seen in the community of people who've had that success pro- uh, after their service? You know, so as far as me personally mentoring anyone, I mean, I don't have a lot of time in my day, but I do, uh, I do uh, comply with any veteran that reaches out and say, Hey, you know what? I'm starting a business or, Hey, I have a company. I got questions. Um, my, my team knows that if someone calls and says that absolutely, we schedule a 20 minute phone call and they can just ask any question they want or shoot me an email and say, Hey, I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z. And I have people say, Hey, listen, I actually want to do exactly what you're doing and compete with you. I still pick up the phone and I'll tell them anything they want to know. <laughs> and that's a pretty nice thing to do when someone says, hey, I'm coming for your spot. And you say, well, you know what? I'm going to help you at least get on some even ground so that you're coming sure. at me with the right knowledge. That kind of shows what kind of guy you are. And again, someone with uh, so little time in their day, we want to thank you so much for coming on the CBS Radio Veterans Network with us. Uh, people who are interested, where can they go to find out more about Gruntstyle, Dan? Just go to Gruntstyle.com or you can go to AlphaOutpost.com. So there you have it. That was Dan Alaric, and I want to thank him again so much for joining us here on Connecting Vets. Jake, when you hear a story of someone who's been such a success like Dan, who started off and was working out of his car, sleeping in his car as he tried to get his business off the ground and struggled and even thought about, you know, giving up, about stopping doing it, uh, how does it make you feel to hear about that? And do you think there's any tie between military service and having that intestinal fortitude, for lack of a better term, to keep chasing your dream even when it becomes difficult? Well, I think when I hear about that, it's, what can you say? It's the American dream. You start off working out of your car and work up to a bigger business. And I definitely think that being a veteran helps there because you have that discipline. You have the knowledge that if you push hard enough, you will eventually get some results. Right. Well, you may be biased because Dan, like yourself, was a drill instructor, of course. And Hey, uh, that that just <laughs> means we're better at it than other people. I You're mean, good at yelling at people. And, um, you know, that's something that... I think also certain jobs in the military, certain, uh, you know, MOS, as you call them, certain rates and certain positions even that don't have to do with your MOS or your rate, kind of lend themselves to the type of uh, gung-ho attitude that Grunt Style, for example, has within just their product. The clip of the ad that I played earlier, the flag, uh, this flag is not, you know, facing the wrong way. It's charging forward into battle. It's a fantastic ad, and that's something that, you know, when it comes to, let's say, your uh, drill instructors or RDCs in the Navy, um, your recruiters, certain jobs that people do in the military sometimes seem to lend themselves to people having that sort of attitude. Is that something you'd agree with? Absolutely. I mean, what I would say is 
when people talk about the joke of the military is that 11 Bravos, which are infantrymen, mm -hmm. the joke about them is, oh, well, they'll never get a job on the outside other than security guard. But when you think about it, they're learning that discipline. They're learning to push themselves past the point where others would. Right. That definitely translates to, to success in the business world. Right. And with his companies, you know, Dan also talked about how he tries to give back now that he's kind of made it. And he's not done, obviously. He's still pushing forward. He's going to try and grow his companies and, and see what else he can do along with them. But he, uh, you know, tries to at least guarantee that if you're able to get down to where Grunt Style is and you're a veteran with a clean DD-214, you're at least going to get an interview with the company. If they don't have a spot for you, they don't have a spot for you, but you're at least getting an interview. If you know that you're right for that, I, I, I think that's important, too, for the vets who make it to give back to the veteran community, and that's something that he's doing, and that's something that it seems to be pretty common, and it's something that you know brings a smile to my face. Definitely. There's a brotherhood in it. There's a sense of belonging and family that look you get when you see someone else and you know that they're a veteran. It's like it's the shared experience. It's it's the shared suck, as yeah. I, as we often say in basic training <laughs> and in deployments. You've all you've been through similar experiences. And so, you know, that that other person has that little extra something that someone who hasn't served just doesn't have. Yeah, they might. They might not. You don't know. And you know what? Let's be honest. There are some military members who, who don't have that little extra something <laughs> either. Some veterans who don't. We call know? them the Navy. Oh, man. Oh, that was a low blow. I, I don't know what I can say. That was debilitating. I apologize. It's okay. Halfway. That's okay. Sleep with one eye open there, Army. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, this has been another edition of Deployment to Employment. I'm Eric Dame. I'm Jake Hughes. And thank you so much for joining us. And remember, keep checking out Connecting Vets and get the good intel on all the situations that may face you. This has been it for this edition of Deployment to Employment. Thank you very much for joining us. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.